Hi, Explorers. Thanks for listening to Kids Who Explore Parent Edition. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. Hi, I'm Adriana Scori. I'm a hiking mom in the Canadian Rockies, Mama to Turner, and CEO of Kids Who Explore. I'm Lauren Rodick Eberly. I'm mom to Collins. We love being outside and exploring between our two homes in Seattle, Washington, and Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Today's podcast is sponsored by Kids Who Explore's Patch for a Purpose. Every time we see our patch out in the world, we feel the love and support behind it. Our patches can be sewn onto backpacks, jackets, bags, or even baby carriers, to name a few. Or they can be carried in your packs as special adventure items for all your little explorers. Our patch comes in eight different colors, and a dollar from each patch goes to a, you guessed it, purpose. Your support can make a difference for all of the following charity groups, depending on which color patch you want to represent. Alberta Parks, Children's Disability, BIPOC and Anti-Racism, Sick Children, The Earth, Children's Wellbeing, Anti-Bullying, and Children's Mental Health. Check out the hashtag Patch for a Purpose to see our patch and the community behind it. That's hashtag Patch, the number four, a purpose. To get your patch today, visit www.kidswhoexplore.ca. We thank you in advance for the difference you are making. Tara Slikinich, along with her spouse Dustin and baby Jay, who is a year and a half with another baby on the way due this summer, love to explore the trails, slopes, and on the water around Alberta, especially around Edmonton where they live. They love to hike, bike, stand up paddle, kayak, camp, and downhill and cross-country ski as a family. Living in Edmonton means that they are four hours away from the mountains, so they embrace small adventures around home regularly and bigger adventures when they can get away for a road trip. Tara hopes that their family adventures will help inspire and inform others who want to get outside more as a family. We had her on last to talk about road tripping with a baby in episode 47, and now we wanted to bring that back, but with a much more specific and highly asked about topic, sleep well camping. Tara, thanks for coming back on. Thanks so much for having me, you two. It's always a pleasure to come on here and chat. Yes, we're so excited to have you back. When we were talking about this topic a while ago, and then right before we started recording, I love that you said your perspective and your experience comes from being super casual campers. I think that makes you very relatable. So not a concern at all. That is a really great thing. I think so many people are so nervous about starting camping with their kids or just starting camping in general and figuring out sleeping arrangements. So any tips are super helpful to everyone, especially to people kind of want to change or kind of upgrade their sleeping habits that they've already kind of formed with their families. So can you tell us a bit about when you started camping with your first baby and what your plans are for starting now with your second baby? Sure, sure. So we started camping with Jay when he was eight months old because of when he was born, we like he was born at the end of September. And of course we live in relatively northern Alberta like we're not really going to be going winter camp if you want to go winter camping with your baby do it but we weren't ready to do that so we waited until the spring so he was about eight months old when we started camping with him with that being said we also did a few trips to a cabin up in northern again northern Alberta when he was like a month old and had some sleep setups there and then we also stayed in our family's trailer at a lake in again around May so I think he was 
he would have been, yeah, around seven, eight months at the time. And then we continued on camping throughout that summer with him. And as if for folks who tuned into the last podcast, we tented a lot around when he was a year old. We tented for kind of a couple of weeks in last September on a road trip. And now that we're expecting a second baby, we are obviously planning to continue camping. I don't know if we'll get out camping, camping, like in our tent when new baby is born just based on like recovery and my spouse is a lot more tentative when it comes to camping with babies than I am <laughs> but we still plan on going and staying in a trailer type scenario with the baby the new baby as well and so I think we'll obviously use all our experience that we've learned through baby J but again like you said at the beginning like we're casual campers like we're not out there every single weekend in our tent like that would be great but just our schedules just don't work that way and and weather is always a big concern when you have kids and, and stuff like that so we just we get out when we can we love it we would love to do a lot more of it but we just we go out when we can is that that's our kind of style I just was curious that just made me think as I know you probably haven't started the camping season quite yet for this round of spring and summer, but is there anything you're going to change being pregnant over the camping season for comfort for you while sleeping in a tent? I don't think so. We actually went camping when I was pregnant with baby J in September of 2020. I was about 32 no, 36 weeks, I think, when we went camping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Adri's face. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was about 36 weeks. And yeah, we just slept in our ground tent. And I was feeling great. Obviously, like sleeping on the ground always you I, I kind of I always kind of have a little bit of achy on my hip when you sleep on the ground <laughs> but I uh you know and crawling in another tent can be a little bit slower <laughs> but I don't think I have to change anything that drastically for myself personally to camp while pregnant so yeah great so with your tent camping what did your sleep space look like with a baby sure and so I also want to preface this conversation with like I am not a baby sleep expert but we did do research on the co-sleeping safe sleep seven as well as researched a bunch of things about the camping scenario and what we would have to do to make it safe to safest scenario for our baby to sleep while camping So the number one thing I guess to know is that it's not safe for babies to sleep on an air mattress or an air-filled sleeping pad, and it needs to be a closed cell hard pad only. So for us at eight months old, we started using the Kidco Peapod. So that's a, it's a product that is designed for baby sleep one year and up. We did start at eight months. So again, like this is where families can take the information and make the decisions that are best for their family. What's great about the Kidco Peapod though, that makes it safe for sleep is that the sleeping pad is attaches underneath. So there's no risk of the sleeping pad, like a baby rolling into the sleeping pad and it covering their face. And then it's basically, it's really neat. It's basically like a little tent inside your tent. So it pops up and it's all comes in one piece. The sleeping pad is attached. It doesn't remove. And yeah, it's like a little tent within their tent. And so it was really nice that he just, we just had him in the tent, basically next to us away from our sleeping bags so that that didn't 
go into there. And again, with his own little container to sleep in, the sleeping bags weren't really at a risk of going into his sleep space, which is something, a big concern we want to have around camping, right? And, you know, babies under one, you know, you don't want any loose blankets or pillows around them. And then in terms of for a younger baby, what we would do and what we did when we stayed in trailers uh, when he was younger was we used our Moses wicker bassinet. So that was what we used at home. I also just highly recommend it because it is like so low maintenance. It is so simple. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars on a bassinet. You use it, you can use it at home. You can use it on the go. It has handles. You can carry your baby around everywhere. Like Jay, because Jay was born in 2020, we took him outside for backyard visits when we had family over and he would nap just like outside in the backyard in the winter in this basket. Like it was very Nordic. (laughs) And so that's what I would use for a younger baby is having, and there's other options. Like if you have a, a travel bassinet or a bassinet stroller attachment, those would be really great options for a young baby sleeping in a tent or a camping environment or a pack and play. Lots of people use pack and plays. That's another safe sleep rated option for camping, but you do need to have a big enough tent or trailer <laughs> to have those, right. which you not. So we are, our situation was that we have a small three person, like backcountry camping tent. And so we needed to have a smaller space. So the Kidco Peapod and a Moses Fastnet were our options. Can the kid co that kind of turns into a tent inside your tent work outside too? Does it have SPF? Oh yeah, it does. It does. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that that's another advertisement that they that they share is that it's really great. Like if you wanted to take your baby outside on the beach and have their nap there while you're camping, you can. It's so, it packs so small, it's so light, and you just take it to the beach and set it up there, and baby can have a nap nap on the beach. Amazing. Okay, because I had the glue tent G L O O. For Collins exactly for that reason so when she was in the backyard the SPF coverage that she could just hang out back there but it's definitely not a sleep rated tent or anything like that so that's amazing to know that you have one that can do both yeah also are you upgrading your tent this year then or maybe next TBD. TBD. <laughs> <laughs> okay. we also have a 60 pound dog lab that uh, that so yeah <laughs> like we probably will have to but Oh, so good. Okay. So you had not mentioned on Instagram, a few things that people need to plan for when prepping camping with kids and especially young kids. Mm -hmm. So I thought I would go through the list and then you can just expand on each one. Does that sound okay? Okay. So you briefly touched on this, um, but the safe sleep space. Yeah. So that one, I'm so glad you mentioned the safe sleep seven. People can just Google that and it has all the things and also different for kids under four and a half months, I believe. And then over and but yes, everyone can check that out. Okay. And then weather appropriate clothing. Yeah. So I think that like, for me, I, um, I mean, I'm always checking the weather, but especially while camping, I'm I'm checking the weather, like the day that we're going and, and packing clothes accordingly. So kind of packing for all weather options, especially looking at the overnight temperatures. And that, so that's a big question that a lot of people have is like how to dress their baby for overnight when it's chillier temperatures. And so we want to make sure that babies aren't layered in too many clothes so that they're overheating. I think this might be a recommendation, but I mean, you can, you can look it up that babies shouldn't necessarily be wearing more than one layer, more than an adult. So if an adult is sleeping, you're sleeping in PJs 
and your sleeping bag, then you can add one more layer to your baby in that scenario uh, for the temperature. So what we did was we used a merino on really, really cold temperatures. We used a merino base layer or a synthetic base layer. You want to stay away from cotton in case like they do get a little bit sweaty or they leak through their diaper. You don't want them to get a chill. And then just fleece PJs. And then we use just a simple two and a half tog sleep sack. And so it's just a thicker sleep sack for them to sleep in. And then of course there are products, some really cool products that I know kids who explore has some affiliate discount codes for. So Morrison Outdoors is a like the only sleep safe rated sleeping bag for kids. And they make a sleeping bag that's rated for like minus seven. So that's really awesome. So check that out. And yeah, and then like daytime temperatures too, right? Like we, as you know, we, we all love um, Merino base layers for its temperature regulating uh, properties. So you can use them in colder weather and you can use them in warmer weather. Yeah, I really like that you mentioned that because yeah, you want it to be moisture wicking so that they're not sitting in that cold. Also love merino wool for the SPF factor. So during the day, that's beneficial too. Exactly. And and that's what's really great when when you go camping, right? Because it especially when you're going camping in mountainous areas, it cools off so much during the evening but it's warm and often like really sunny and hot during the day. And if you're hiking and there's exposure and stuff like that, like you can use that base layer basically 24 seven, like. Yes. And it never smells bad. So you can yes. don't even have to worry that you're not washing it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I always have to give this tip on everything that we talk about temperature with kids is that always checking the back of their neck is yes. an example too for their temperature because their hands might be a little chilly, but their bodies are actually totally. Fine. Yes. Yes. Thank you for mentioning that. I was going to say too, in one of our scenarios, we were camping in Banff when Jay was about eight months old. It was still really, really warm in the evening when he went to sleep. And so we we put him to sleep in just his PJs. And then when we went to bed, that was when we actually put him in his warmer sleep sack for overnight for when it cooled down. So like you can do things like that as well. And like know your baby, know, do they run warm? Do they run cool? And and exactly when you wake up in the middle of the night, inevitably concerned about your baby's sleep and their temperature check the the front of their chest or the back down their down their shirt and um and you can adjust their temperature that way yes with with tenting like it's kind of neat too like your body temperatures you've got three humans in there breathing your body temperatures actually do keep a tent a little bit warmer yeah that makes total sense okay you are sleeping on the ground so it does (laughs) in some like that's you know, and that's the advantage of a couple other options of sleep scenarios, like a pack and play. If you have the space in your tent, they're up off the ground a little bit. So that's going to offer a little bit of a warmer advantage. They're not sleeping directly on the ground on a closed cell, hard sleep pad. Right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Okay. So this next one I think is really important because we talk about bear safety all the time. And we actually have three separate podcast episodes about different things to do for bear safety and one specifically on camping. But diaper disposal, what do you do with diaper disposal? Yes. So generally I've said this before, like we're, we've gone backcountry camping, not yet with kids. Um, So we're primarily front country campers. And so there are garbage disposals easily available to us. And so just making sure that you're not storing your diapers. I don't really use um, disposable diapers, I guess. So I don't really know, but my cloth diapers, I don't use scented fabric softener or anything like that. So it is safe for us to keep 
a clean diaper in the tent for like an overnight diaper change. You'd have to look up, I don't know about disposable diapers, whether they have a scent. You'd have, that'd be a great question for Kim um, to ask. Yes. But of course, with a soiled diaper, we would want to take that immediately to a bare safe garbage can. Um, and you, even in the middle of the night, you're going to want to do that just because that scent could be attractive to wildlife and of course, it'll leave no trace. So, you know, if you are camping where there aren't garbage disposals, you're going to have to pack it in a bare safe canister or in your vehicle until you can get to a bear safe garbage disposal to to pack that out but on in terms of other aspects of the diaper change too any of your like bombs or powders that have scent to them unfortunately it's going to be best to not keep those in the tent with you when you're sleeping because those scents do attract wildlife okay yeah and even backcountry camping i think kim said to not put anything in your car so Okay, there you go. So in the middle of the night, you'd probably have to put it in. Hey, do you remember what those are called? Those bear? Oh, bear hay. Okay. Yeah. Bear yeah, hay. That's what it's called. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you maybe have to do that too. Yeah. Okay. And then what about food and water? Did you have bottles for baby J or were you strictly breastfeeding? While we did. We did exclusively breastfeed. So I can't offer any advice on, um, on bottle feeding um, while camping, but yeah, for us, it was, um, it was exclusively breastfeeding, which made it. And so my advice for someone that is breastfeeding and wants to go camping is before you go practice some different positions that you're going to be feeding your baby in so that in the middle of the night, if your baby wakes up for a feed, you can comfortably feed them either lying down or sitting in your tent rather than, you know, needing to lean because in a tent, (laughs) For those who have gone tent camping, you can't really lean up against anything and, you know, and, and sit in a, in a reclined position to breastfeed like you would at home in a chair or on a couch or in your bed. And so practicing some different positions like the sideline position or like a cross cradle in a cross-legged position. That's what I did a lot of the time um, for middle of the night feedings practice those ahead of time. And so that you're comfortable for when you go camping. So you don't have to try to clamber out of your tent with a baby, get to a camping chair, do a middle of the night feed. Like that's just going to be not fun for anyone. Those are a couple of my favorite positions anyways, to breastfeed. (laughs) I should become a tent camper with my baby. You should. (laughs) You're ready. You checked most of the boxes already. Check, check, check. Okay. Next safe space, sorry, to contain baby while setting yeah. up cooking captures. I know you're really good at talking about all, all of those <laughs> options. <laughs> I don't know if we're really good. We're so, like, again, I want to emphasize, like we are low, like we don't want to buy anything extra. <laughs> we And we're just like, try to use what we have. So um, yeah, so I totally would recommend having a plan for containing baby for when you're setting up your tent or doing cooking or camp chores, like cleaning up and and stuff like that. So for us, often it was a, we use the Bumbo multi-seat with the tray. And so we often would give him a little bit of a snack while we were cooking so that he was happy and entertained while we were doing those things. And then our scenario for when we set up and took down our tent was we just baby wore for, for the most part. So we brought a soft structured carrier with us. And we baby were, I felt comfortable wearing him 
on the front and still being able to do things. And yeah, and so that's, that's our plan. Also came in huge handy when um, it was still really bright out and he wasn't ready to fall asleep. There were kids playing around. And, and so we just went for a little walk in the structured carrier and he fell asleep. And then we were able to transfer him to his pee pod in the tent for bedtime. I am so excited to see you with two babies too. Cause I'm like, are you going to tandem baby wear? Are you each going to oh, yeah. baby wear? Like I just want to see it all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think both, like if I went with my spouse, we would totally like, we would both baby wear my spouse. He is obsessed he with baby, baby wear. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> great. So that's probably what we would do. But I mean, Jay moving around and stuff. We could also probably give him some things to do. So, you know, we're not, as long as you're not so distracted that you can't lose eyes on them and they're, and they're of course in bear country within arm's reach of the campsite, but giving him things to do, like holding the pegs for a toddler would be a really great task. Passing you things, being involved in cooking, having them sit at the picnic table while you're cooking, that really, I think that would be really helpful to engage them in in those types of things, if you're not interested with two kids in either tandem wearing or, you know, wearing your toddler while you're setting up your tent, definitely lots of options. And, you know, in, in a pinch at one point, we also just stuck two camp chairs together and made like a little containment area, I guess, that he couldn't crawl out of. And that's what we contained him in at one point. Like, love it. Get creative. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And then the last one on the list was we have an episode on first aid kits as well. So I will also link that up, but first aid kits, can you just briefly touch on that one? Yeah, just always really important. I think it's, it always has to be mentioned to just bring your first aid kit, have it in your car, keep it in your hiking pack when you're going out hiking and just have it for camping, right? Like there's always going to be some scrapes and, and cuts. And then as well, when you're camping out, as we know, when you go out in nature, you know, there can be things like bug bites or whatever. And so you're going to want to have those things handy, especially like when Jay was eight months, when we were camping out in Banff, we were starting solid. So not that we were introducing any of the top allergens um, at that time. I would, you know, think hard about when you're introducing allergens. Um, maybe don't do it when you're out camping in, in the middle of Banff, but even still having, having your first aid kit stocked with things for your baby, like baby Tylenol or whatever else in case baby needs some medication, like, um, for teething pain or, or whatever is, is important to add to your first aid kit when you have kids as well. So sometimes adventuring, as we know, um, we (laughs) need to let go of expectations. So this comes as no surprise when we're camping with kids and sleep schedules. And, you know, some families, a part of our community might have strict sleep schedules and others not so much. So I feel like for kind of all of us here, we're more like a little more casual, maybe with that sleep schedule. But I know there's, we were chatting a little bit earlier about the sound machines and that kind of thing. I just wanted to see if you wouldn't mind elaborating on sleep and expectations while camping. Sure. Yeah. So I definitely agree with you. Like when we are out adventuring, whether it's for a hike or when we are camping out for a weekend or a couple days at a time, we're letting go of sleep schedules a little bit. So we'll plan to do naps in carriers or strollers or on the go in the car when we're driving like to and from a hike or on the hike. We're not, you know, 
going to rush back to camp just so they can sleep in the tent. And we, we also embrace some later bedtimes. I shared earlier, like Jay was like two hours past bedtime when we were camping in Banff. And we, you know what? We were just like, whatever, we're going to sit here and we're going to cuddle in our camp chair. And that was one of my favorite memories from camping that trip. And so eventually we, like I said, we, we popped him in the carrier and took him for a walk and it was hilarious. There was another family also walking around the campground with a young baby trying to put them to sleep too in a carrier. So it was like, you give the little solidarity nod <laughs> to them. Um, <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, I would agree our style is to let go a little bit of that sleep schedule. And I think that just releases you from a little bit of the stress and anxiety. Like it is only for two days. And I know a lot of other families who camp, they have said as parents, maybe expect to get very little sleep. If you're going in with that mindset, you'll have a much more enjoyable time. If you're kind of like, we might not sleep very much (laughs) and that's going to be our weekend. Have a plan for in the morning, have your coffee ready, you know, have your coffee very quickly ready to be made or your other caffeinated beverage or whatever picks you up in the morning so that you can still have an enjoyable day despite how the night went. Yes. Do you have any ideas of what to do in a tent if you want to stay up longer? And like the other adult, like would you essentially have to stay in the tent baby or how does that work? Yeah. So for us, like we were able to, so Jade does co-sleep at home, but we were able to get him to start the night in his own sleep space. So when we nursed to sleep, we were able to, whether we were at home or camping, we were able to put him to sleep in his own sleep space and be able to leave um, that area. But certainly there are, there are kids. And I think that's important too, is recognizing that kids vary. So there's going to be some kids that are going to be better camp sleepers than others. And some might take more time to get used to their camp sleep setup. And so recognizing that kids are going to be different and the first couple times that you go camping, yeah, maybe you have to go to bed with when, you know, or go sit in the tent when your kids are going to sleep and you might have to stay in there and having a plan for something to entertain yourself while you're sitting in the tent, bring a book, bring a podcast or whatever with headphones and relax in the tent, bring cars. And, and if both parents need to sit in the tent and you play cards together or whatever, like try to make the best of it if that is the scenario. That book reading light was one of my favorite things. That's awesome. When I wasn't able to sneak away. When yeah. So yeah. Is there anything else you want to mention that we didn't cover today? Yeah, I'd love to offer just like another few tips, especially around sleep. Please. Sure. So practicing at home first in a tent or in their sleep setup can really help. So before we took Jay out, in the Kid Co. Pea Pod that we eventually used in our tent, we did naps. I did as many naps as I could in his crib. Like it, I put it in his crib, and we and I slept. He slept in there for a couple naps before we went. And then we didn't do the step where you practice sleeping inside your tent at home. But that would probably be a really good strategy, particularly for an older child, so or or a toddler you know, who are really a lot more aware of like, wow, this is new and different and exciting maybe. So um, practicing at home in your tent with your actual sleep setup would probably be really helpful um, for for some kids. Things like picking a family-friendly campground or area, 
might be helpful too. I mean, here in Alberta, there are limitations on noise. So, you know, if you're in a registered campground, whether it's provincial or national, there's quiet hours starting at 11 o'clock, but being aware that, you know, for those three hours, you might be next to someone who is playing music and arsoner. Like there were lots of families around, but the kids are out there playing, they're staying up and stuff like that. So, but it was nice to be around other families. And that's what's, I think, really great about camping in Alberta is there are a lot of families that are getting out and camping. So, but just keep that in mind, you know, if you're, if you're doing random backcountry camping or crownland camping to maybe that might not be a super family friendly area. You might have to look into, um, look into who typically camps in that area to know a little bit more and keep trying. So like I said, even if you have a hard night or you have a hard trip, keep trying. It will get better. Like it, you know, and, and I think we mentioned this before we started actually recording, but it might also mean, and there's nothing wrong with this. If you go and you're trying and you go a couple of times and it's just not happening, maybe you say, you know what, we're going to try again in a couple of years. And there's also no shame in that. You don't, I say this all the time, you do not have to be a hardcore camper and go camping all the time to be an outdoorsy family. You do not have, like if camping is not your jam or your, you know, your kids just aren't rolling with it and able to adjust, then you don't have to go camping with your kids. That doesn't make you a, a bad outdoorsy family. Great parenting advice. <laughs> Oh, parenting advice. Wow. And then I would also just a couple other things. You know, you can keep some of the sleep hygiene routines from home. So if you, we mentioned sound machines. So you can, you know, if your kid really needs to sleep with a sound machine, you can bring your sound machine. That would be a good idea. Keeping up with some of the bedtime routine things. If you read a book before bed, bring your, bring the book in the tent and read the book before bed. Um, feeding before bedtime, like do all those things that you do at home and just do it camping. It can kind of be really fun and create some, some fun moments and memories in this new environment too. Our listeners today are probably super happy hearing all these tips from you. Thank you, Tara. Can you remind everyone where they can follow along with you? Sure. So um, they can follow me on Instagram. It's at T S L I W K at T slick on Instagram. So we're going to end our show here with our final three questions, Tara. So in the last few months, what was your best purchase under a hundred dollars? You know what? I'm going to have to say I thrifted a couple pairs of um, like rubber boots and um, some, some native brand shoes. Um, And I thrifted those. And I think uh, those would be my favorite purchase so far. I'm so excited to use them this summer. Oh, I love thrift finds. Can you share a book, show, or podcast recommendation right now? I'm sure a lot of people have seen this already, but we watched Our Great National Parks on Netflix. It was it was so, like, if you can be out in nature, but you can put nature on TV, that is um, what we would watch as a family. So we enjoyed that a lot. That's great. If there was no time or money limit, where would you travel or explore next? Oh, um, I think... Well, my brother is moving to Sweden with his family. So I think we're going to go there at some point. But then I also, I really, really want, I've never been to Central or South America. And I just see so many people adventuring down there and the hikes up to volcanoes. And I think that's where we would also go next. 
Incredible. Thank you for sharing all of this wonderful information today. Like you said, it's casual, but it's going to be so helpful to so many families. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms. This podcast is produced by KP Media Productions.